0: That's a beautiful sound when a pristine wine glass gets stroked just the right way. I can't wait to tell you about this wine that I'm sipping on here to start the podcast. But first things first, if you're enjoying the Success 101 podcast, do me a favor. I don't ask this enough. I forget about it all the time. But we want to send this peak performance message out to so many people who it might be able to help. If you're enjoying the show... Head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five star rating and a review. That's what lets Apple know where to feature this show on different rankings lists, on different features lists, and make sure you let others know they should subscribe so they never miss any of the goodness that's coming out, like I'm gonna be sharing with you guys today when it comes to essential oils and healing with Dr. Z. But first, let's talk about alcohol. If you guys have tuned in before, you likely have heard me mention my affiliation with Blue Apron and how I love nothing more than to have Blue Apron delivered to my door near the weekend so I can grab a nice bottle of wine and really enjoy the art of cooking and dancing in the kitchen with my wife, enjoy the successful week that we've had. Now, before, I haven't mentioned where that bottle comes from, but based on my brand-new partnership with Dry Farm Wines, I can tell you guys all about it. Next week, Todd White, Dry Farm Wine CEO, will be here with me to debunk a ton of the myths about the wine industry that they want you to believe And I'm going to hold back some of my excitement about this company until you guys hear our show. I don't want to let too much out of the bag here. I had a chance to meet Todd two years ago out in California at the Bulletproof Conference, and I've loved their wine since. And you guys know me. I don't endorse anything if I don't believe in it. I don't get excited in anything if I don't believe in it. And I love brain and body health. And frankly, alcohol just doesn't typically mix with that in most situations or lifestyles. I call this science wine. And you can even stay in a true state of ketosis while drinking it, even a whole bottle. For faithful listeners of the Success 101 podcast, the great people over at Dry Farm Wine Teams have set up a website for you listeners, faithful listeners of the show, to go and experience this for yourself. Just head to dryfarmwines.com forward success101. Not only will you buy your wine at a discount, but you'll also get an extra bottle for just a penny in your first order. And this isn't a downgraded bottle of wine. This isn't something different. It's one of the chosen curated wines that go out with that month's shipment that they've hand selected. You will get it for just a penny on your first order. Again, that URL is dryfarmwines.com forward slash success 101. And when you check out on that site, You can grab your penny bottle of wine along with the other six that they're going to send out, choose your frequency of delivery, and enjoy. Man, that's beautiful. But what's inside it tastes even better. Moving along here, guys, my book is still available for just the shipping costs here in the United States. From Success to Significance, the six vision-building strategies, the five components for creating a larger vision, get on track with your goals and goal planning like you never have before, By heading to success101podcast.com forward slash book. If you're in the United States, you can enter Success 101 while buying the paperback version. You'll get a discount code to get that for just the shipping cost. If you're outside of the United States, select the ebook reader and you will get an instant download of this vision strategy manual. And my coaching programs are still rocking and rolling. Over on the coaching tab of the website, that's success101podcast.com forward slash coaching Go check out the four modules I've set up over there, two years plus of planning in the making before I was ready to release these, and the results have been awesome with those of you who are enrolled. Now, on to our awesome show today with Dr. Z, Dr. Eric Zelensky. Guys, we are in an absolute health crisis, and I'm not overplaying this. There's no other way of saying it. The volume of toxins we ingest through prescription drugs, cleaning products, polluted air, food supply, they are literally killing us. But people are catching on. People are going back to nature. Millions of people are investigating natural solutions because they realize the healthcare industry, big pharma, the medical industry has failed us. And Dr. Z believes that essential oils are exceptionally therapeutic. And when you discover how to use them in that therapeutic way that he has studied for years... You might be a little bit frustrated because you're going to wonder why your medical doctor isn't trained on essential oils and aromatherapy. You're going to wonder why you haven't heard about this when so many people are getting sick around us. He's got an incredible book out there that I was blown away by called The Healing Power of Essential Oils. Soothe inflammation, boost mood, prevent autoimmunity, and feel great in every way. I followed Dr. Z's work for quite some time after being a skeptic myself years ago about essential oils. I couldn't wait to dive in with Dr. Z and bring this out to you guys. So without any further delay, let's jump right into my conversation with Dr. Eric Zelensky. New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Reach your full potential. Reach your
1: full potential. Small win, small win, small win. Keep your momentum going. The Success 101 Podcast
0: welcome to the success 101 podcast this is your host jared warren and each episode my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential thanks for joining me here today now let's kick things off Now, I know, Dr. Z, there's going to be some people tuning into this that aren't as eager as I am to talk about this. I think the world of essential oils or incense, you know, sometimes that falls into the same conversation where people are going, "Okay, what have I gotten into here? Maybe a little bit closed off. But then there's other people who I know are tuning into this that go. Oh man, I'm totally about the essential oils. And I know Dr. Z, I know his message. I've heard his stuff before. I'd love to break up some of the myths today about why you believe. I mean, your book, it's called The Healing Power of Essential Oils. I mean, you can't get more strict on that as as far as the benefits of what these things can do. I'd just love to hear from you and make some real believers out of our listeners here today and get a lot of education in the process. But I guess the first thing that I would ask is why essential oils of all the different things that I've seen on you and how you're helping people with brain health and stress and eating the right foods, where in the world did essential oils come in and why have they made you such a huge believer in helping to change
1: people's lives? Well, Jared, first of all, kudos to you, my friend. First of all, because you're a guy and most men don't talk about this topic. Absolutely. And that was me. I'm not going to go play beach volleyball with my guy friend smelling like ylang-ylang. <laughs> They're going to take away my guy card, period. And so I marginalize this stuff. Why? Because my wife is beautiful. She always smells of something aromatic. And ever since we got married, she's did her little thing. And I never thought twice about it. And you know, Jared, for me, my healing story had nothing to do with essential oils. I used nutrition. I used spiritual healing, mental, emotional healing to, to really just uncover why I was so sick as a young adult, why I had suicidal thoughts and depression, and anxiety, and essential oils weren't part of it. But it wasn't until one of my clients because I was a public health researcher, medical writer, commissioned me to write a series of public health reports about oils and I was forced to, it was my job. And I had to look at dozens and dozens and hundreds of research studies and I was floored. I'm like, what in the world is this stuff? And so kudos to us both. And I'll like pat myself on the back because quite frankly, this is a very much predominant female industry and I get that. And that's what health is in general. Out of the millions of people that follow me online, 85% of them are women. And that's something I want to change. And that's just not me. That's across the board, across the board. And we need men to step up. We need entrepreneurs. We need business owners. We need just guys that are working. You know, like my dad's a truck driver. We need men to step up and to take ownership of their health to help their wives. But I will say, though, he loves his lavender now because it helps him sleep. And so he just knows to put a couple drops. It's like a prescription, and he's taken it like that. He puts a couple drops of lavender in his diffuser. He sleeps better. That's all he knows. When he gets a neck ache, he puts on the blend I told him to. It feels better. You know, he likes that instead of a pill. See something about my dad intuitively told my father, you don't want to be on drugs the rest of your life. And my dad, I'm grateful because this was a legacy he gave me was to question things just because the doctor says, Hey, you are at risk of hypertension. That doesn't mean you have to take a baby aspirin every day for the rest of your life. So my father gave me that just, just desire. And I want to say need, it's not compulsive, but we got to question everything. Otherwise we're just going to just falling to the wayside.
0: If you were here in my studio right now where I'm making this recording, there is a diffuser going right now. (laughs) People walk in here, they go, oh my gosh, it smells so clean. It smells so good. You know, I don't even know the education behind it like you do. Whenever I've got it going, I feel better. I think better. But you're right. Just like with your dad, when you see that those things work, you cannot deny the potential of what that can be for you. I've even heard you say before that people say sometimes marijuana is the gateway drug to narcotics, but you call essential oils the gateway plant medicine to changing your life. Let me just kind of get out there with a controversial question that I think a lot of people may want to know the answer to. In your opinion, though, how much are essential oils truly healing versus how much are they placebo effect for some people just because they smell really good?
1: Oh, that's a fantastic question. The mechanism, the science The history behind aromatherapy is indisputable, and the bottom line is this, people need to recognize, because my father-in-law is a PhD chemist, and I've had some really in-depth conversations with him, because he studied a lot about essential oils in grad school especially, and we need to understand, chemists and scientists are brilliant men and women. However, they just don't invent chemical structures. They base it off of what they see in nature. And so when you see pills, drugs, any sort of pharmaceutical intervention, 99.9% of the time, they're basing it off of something that we get, a root, an herb, a natural solution like essential oil. And that's what I want people to recognize is that before the onset of antibiotics, before all the different chemicals that we have as part of our cleaners, our fragrances, other things, our ancestors use natural therapies like essential oils for everything. And so that's it. I mean, it's, it's the common sense mentality of like, why would I get something fake when I can get the real deal? It's like, why would you get, you know, a cubic zirconium instead of a diamond? It's like, why would you want something synthetic versus the real deal? And we can go back into history. We could go back into so many different things and to see how medicine trumped natural therapies. But the bottom line is, is medicine came out of nowhere. And in the mid-40s, the antibiotic came. And it just really took the world by storm. But before that, combat medicine, we're talking World War One, World War Two. I mean, soldiers were using thyme oil, oregano oil, lavender oil in the front lines to combat disease, to combat infection, to bring healing to their bodies. So there is no question. My question is why aren't we going back to nature more? Why have we allowed synthetic fragrances to mess up with our thinking in our brain? And Jared, I want to talk a little bit about why you even feel better. And so when you think of it, the power of smell, the power of the brain is profound and science has just tapped into it. If I'm a
0: naysayer out there, let's just, let me just kind of set it up this way. If I'm a naysayer out there, like some people may be, and they go, okay, if I smell peppermint yeah, there may be some quick shot of rejuvenation, just like whenever I smell menthol or VIX Vapor Rub or, you know, anything like that. Doesn't mean it's healing anything. And where are the studies out there, where the where's the proof? I guess is what I'm looking for. Where's the proof that these are actually healing something versus me thinking they're doing something and all they're really doing is waking me up a little bit or at night calming me down a little bit?
1: Oh yeah. Hundreds, hundreds, even thousands of research studies about all the different mechanisms. I mean, like peppermint, perfect example. There were two studies evaluating college athletes and how just ingesting one drop of peppermint, whether it was straight in the mouth or whether it was in a glass of 16 ounces of water right before these young adults started to do whatever it was that they were doing, jumping, running. They showed that beyond a shadow of a doubt in ingesting peppermint increases athletic performance does a number of things. It opens up your airways. It helps you breathe. You know, one one person calls it peppermint doping. Like blood doping, it helps you breathe (laughs) deeper, breathe better, gives you more energy, increases your VO2 max, right? Boost up your blood pressure a little bit. So you get that little boost of energy, all these different things. So yeah, they're beyond a shadow of a doubt. I mean, we can go to disease after disease, depression, mood issues, um, orange citrus oils are fantastic, relaxation, calming, lavender, I mean, decreasing labor pains and birth, like human trials, just clary sage can how literally inhaling clary sage can speed up the first stage of delivery for, for, you know, for a woman in labor, like who wouldn't want that, you know, just so many different things, anti-inflammatory, cancer fighting, again, the chemicals that are in these plants. The chemical structures are being mimicked in the drugs that people are taking. So the science is there. It's just a matter of recognizing that when you take something natural, it might not have as quick of an impact or profound as of, of an impact as a drug because drugs are naturally compounded. If that makes any sense. It's like an unnatural way of, of stacking nature together to give your body what I would dare say is too much of something. Mm. And so when you take a natural therapy, like essential oils, you get more of a gradual healing effect. It's not like, boom, like drinking a shot of espresso, big spike up, big crash down, You know, inhaling peppermint gives you that nice gradual bell curve of energy. But again, it brings you back into more harmony of what we were designed by God to experience, really.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point because I think people, I don't think, I know people in our society today just with this crazy chaotic world that we've created, it doesn't matter what you do out there in your day-to-day world. We are designed for instant gratification we are conditioned for stimuli we are conditioned for i want to feel it and if i don't feel it then that means i need a lot more of it you just hit the nail on the head and i think some people are dissatisfied with that some people want more so what do they do they go pound the harmful things the energy drinks the adderall the caffeine and uh what you're saying is we need to get more in balanced with the things that really we were designed and created to do in your book which i love by the way you guys have to go out and get your hands on this but some of the things you talk about in there are how oils change us or even heal us: better night sleep, reduce stress, boost mood, clear brain fog. Which I'm a huge fan of how the brain works, and so many episodes have been about that. Balancing hormones, conquering food cravings. Where do we start? You
1: have to start with a suspicious mind of the natural, just the natural industry as a whole. And and I, I want to debunk a myth here that there is a best essential oil, that there's a best brand, and that there is purity standards that trump your biochemical individuality. I want to explain that in a minute because I don't want to get too deep here. But the bottom line is that what works for me as a 38-year-old white guy from, you know, ancestry, Poland, Sicily, is not going to necessarily work for my next-door neighbor who might be a 75-year-old African-American whose ancestry is from Kenya, and so this antibiotic one size fits all approach. Everyone comes in to the doctor with the same, you know, type of symptoms, earache, sore throat. The doctor gives everyone the same pill. They walk out the door. Like that's how we've been, in a sense, ingrained to handle health. People are doing the same thing with essential oils. So I want to caution that. And so, meaning this too, just because your neighbor next door had a good reaction to a certain brand of essential oils doesn't mean that you will. So I really want to get people back to getting more in tune with their body, to listening to their body more. So you have to find a company that works for you. And I'm a non-branded educator. And I'm I'm quite frankly, I think I'm like the only one left. I'm like, I feel like I'm the I'm David Crockett on the LMO. I literally am the last researcher that I know, literally, that is not promoting or selling a brand. And I've been blessed with the ability to do so because, you know, I sell my books, my master classes, and I have things, you know, a million people a month visit my website. I'm very blessed with that. But the reality is, is that because I don't sell or promote a brand, I could be very open with what the research shares about healing. If I spoke on behalf of a brand, I can't use words like pneumonia, I can't use disease words anymore because now, you, You're equating an essential oil to a drug, and according to the FDA, that's illegal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I say that to say this. Be careful, you know, where you get your information from. Um, Try to find a third-party resource. I hope after this podcast you find me as a trustworthy resource. You pick up my book, but you got to find a good company that works for you. And just like anything, whether it's finding a doctor or a plumber, get a good referral from a friend, a family member that you trust. And I, I, I outline step by step by step how I recommend how you find a good company. But the bottom line, this is something I want people like going back to the word suspicion. You have to be suspicious of what's out there in the natural health world, whether it's a supplement, whether it's an oil, whether it's your food, doesn't matter. The labels aren't being monitored. And the problem, and this boils my blood, is that 75% of the oils on the market have been shown to be adulterated which means they're flat out fake synthetic, or they've been diluted with other carrier oils, which basically diminishes their therapeutic efficacy. How, why? Because no one's monitoring this stuff. I personally right now can put whatever I want to in a bottle, label it and sell it to my millions of followers. And guess what? No one's looking at what I'm doing until God forbid someone dies or gets hurt and reports me. I can do it. So I say that to say this, there is an element where some of the larger companies, have been tested. At least they've been vetted through, right? There is an element where money does matter. You know, like I'll tell you, you cannot find a bottle of rose essential oil for $5 because I'm telling you, just like you can't find a gallon of gas for 10 cents anymore, the raw material is just way too expensive. So there are certain oils like frankincense, neroli, rose, chamomile that are going to be kind of pricey, 40, 50, 60 plus dollars a bottle. So that's a good way too. So cost does matter. I explain that in my book and you want to find out a company, you want to vet them out a little bit. Like you got to do a little bit of research y'all. And I think this is something that people listening, I get it. I get it too. I have four children. I'm busy. I have multiple businesses. I'm an entrepreneur at spirit. And I understand, I understand a lot of what it's like to be just, You know, burning the candle at both ends, sometimes getting through the grind, trying to thrive in survival mode. And I'm now going to give you more homework to do. But the reality is this, if you're going to use an essential oil, like I have friends that are literally using essential oil to balance their thyroid hormone, to fight cancer, to balance your blood sugar, to lose weight as medicine, I'm going to encourage you to take a step to really try to vet out the company, hopefully in the same way that you're going to vet out your doctor. And Jared, this is something I don't see enough people do. I really don't see enough people realize that they can fire a doctor. They can hire a doctor. They could choose their own healthcare path. And they really aren't necessarily a victim of their circumstances in that standpoint. But this takes a little time. It does. It takes a little money and it takes a little time. But the result is unbelievable.
0: Well, I think it it takes time and money, but then also the reason they're not doing it or the reason they're not confident enough to fire their doctor or, or take a different path is complete lack of education. I mean, you had had mentioned using a third-party source just like you would a plumber or anything else. I I think at the end of the day, people have plumbers over at their house, or a lot of different people have plumbers over at their house. Not many people have essential oil experts that really know what they're talking about over at their house. So you could get really bad information trying to get to a third-party expert that tells you something, and for five years, you go down this path of doing it and then realize, well, that was a bunch of crap, but they really believed in it, and I took that advice, and I think that's why, is people are not confident enough because of all the bad advice out there.
1: Yeah, and you know, and this is one thing, too. This is the litmus test. Regardless if it's the antibiotic your doctor prescribed or it's the lemon oil that you're trying to use to boost your mood, how do you respond? How do you feel? I mean, are you getting better? Are you not getting better? Like, when you open up the bottle of peppermint, do you get an immediate headache, or does it give you that boost of energy? Like, it's getting back in tune with how our body responds. The same thing with how you eat. Same thing with the things that you drink, the same thing with the stuff that's being emitted into the air. You know, I can't walk into an arts and crafts store without getting a headache. It's not my fault because the toxins in the air, you know, I've kind of become sensitive to that. So what I'm calling people to do is to get a little more sensitive to the body, even listen to that intuitive insight within themselves, because your body really knows what, what it needs. And I'm not talking hocus pocus stuff. A lot of this is actually science based. And a lot of this is like, look, there's an instinct that we have. There's a survival evolutionary instinct that our body has to continue to live. And you'll know just like a kid. And that's one thing I, you know, the best example, I have four children. My kids, I don't care how much ice cream and cake I put in front of them, they won't eat till they puke. They won't. They'll be like, I'm done. Where you give that, you give an extra piece of cake or five extra um, scoops of ice cream to an adult, they'll end up gorging themselves. There's something where adults has kind of become numb to how they feel, where I've learned a lot to get back into my, just how my body needs to live and how my body needs to be by watching my kids. Oh, I'm enough. I'm good. I'm done. And then they go out and play. So anyway, just, just think about that, folks. But there are things. So again, in my book, I cover how to like ask for quality standards, sourcing, You know, all kinds of different things. But you can find there are several good quality companies out there, but you got to ultimately test them to make sure it jives with your body.
0: So for someone who hears this and goes, I've heard some benefits about essential oil. I, I want to know more about it, but I just really have no idea where to start. I walk in to the uh, store that's supposed to be a trusted store that carries trusted things and trusted brands. Why don't you walk us through where people can get started if they want to, you know, really understand this world that you've spent so much time studying and where can they really start diving into the education on it?
1: You know, Jared, the thing that I'd recommend for people is to find a solution to a need that they have. So it's relative. And I know we got a bunch of different people listening right now with a bunch of different needs and a bunch of different desires and a bunch of different goals, right? So let's say just because I know how common it is on pain. Pain just seems to be a pretty common one, whether it's a headache, whether it's a joint ache, whether you just did your Iron Man and you're just all sore. So let's say you're just trying to battle some kind of pain thing. All right. So I would go to peppermint. First would be right the peppermint and you want to have a, a soothing anti-inflammatory response, And this is just like your Bengay. So just think, this is like the natural version of your icy hot. So it's totally natural, but it's again, where the chemical structures come from that you get these, these chemical salves from. So what I would do is I would produce, um, a nice ointment out of it. You can get a tablespoon of coconut oil and you could put six, seven, eight drops of peppermint in it. You can mix it around and you could rub that over a, you know, spasm joint, sore joint. You could rub it on the back of your neck over your temples if you have a headache or something like that. I mean that's a good start. Let's say you're battling just some, you know, anxiety or depression and you just know that your mood's off. Like right now, you know, before we had the podcast, I had a difficult conversation with a family member and I was like, "Oh man, I got to get into this mindset. I want to, you know, you know, it's real life. I'm here, I'm working, I'm talking to you. I'm doing a podcast. What am I doing? I'm diffusing orange. I'm diffusing um citrus oils that have been shown to be antidepressants. That have been shown to boost mood. So it helps me just clear my mind and get into a better mindset. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're battling something right now and you need a little bit of a natural boost. Like go to orange. It's a fantastic oil or lemon or lime or grapefruit, um, that sort of thing. So what what I would do is I would want people to find a quick win. I would want people to get success. And let's say you're a DIY, do-it-yourself junkie. You're like, you know what? I'm convinced my house is full of toxins and I want to get rid of this stuff. I want to live healthy. Where do I start? Well, hand sanitizer. It's like the worst thing in the world. It really is. There's a chemical in hand sanitizer called triclosan. It's been a registered pesticide since 1969. Yeah, very few people know that, by the way. Oh, it's horrible. And triclosan has been banned from like two or three products by the fda within the last year but it's still in your tooth right it's still in your deodorant it's still in your hand sanitizer so what do you do throw away your hand sanitizer we have become addicted to this antiseptic clean lifestyle our microbiome the the the, the microorganisms on our skin have been designed by god to bring healing to our bodies and we shouldn't be drying our skin with all this alcohol and all these chemicals and of course your pesticides So if you want a quick win and if you're a DIY junkie, completely throw away your hand sanitizer and make your own. It's super easy to do. You can get like a two ounce glass spritzer bottle from Amazon. You could put 10 drops of essential oil, whatever, whatever you want. Calming oil, lavender, you know, energy oil. You could use, like we mentioned, peppermint, mood boosting, put lemon, whatever it is. And you add 10 drops of oil. 10 drops of witch hazel and 10 drops of an organic grain alcohol, like Everclear or something to help mix the oil and water, fill that thing up with water. Boom, you're done. Like that's your hand sanitizer. So there is one after another, after another, after another. But the point is this, you got to find what you, you got to find a solution to something that you really are looking for a solution for. And if you don't know where to start, energy, peppermint, sleep, lavender. I mean, just something got to start small.
0: I wanted to bring you guys one of my favorite meal replacement drinks called Ample. That's A-M-P-L-E. Super quality ingredients from Connor Young and the team over at Ample to get your brain and body going in peak performance every single day. It's soy-free, gluten-free, non-GMO, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial flavors. And they have some of the world's most choice ingredients that you can't just go pick up at your local Whole Foods or Central Market, or anywhere else that you shop organically, they've got healthy fats, quality proteins, probiotics and prebiotics, a ton of plant-based micronutrients, clean burning carbohydrates that burn with a low glycemic impact, and then a lot of other great ingredients that I would never think to put in a smoothie or a shake, dried honey, Himalayan sea salt, monk fruit extract, the list goes on and on. You guys know I'm all about the brain and the body, and Ample goes right along with everything that I believe on how to fuel up as you're getting out the door each day, and for faithful listeners of the Success 101 podcast, you guys are going to get 15% off your order. Just head to success101podcast.com forward slash Ample, that's A-M-P-L-E, and at checkout, enter Success 101 in the promo code, and you guys are going to snag 15% off of this awesome meal in a bottle. Now back to the show. And all of that is in your book as well, for those of you who want to get it again. It's called The Healing Power of Essential Oils, and I will link all of that up in show notes. This obviously comes naturally to you because you've studied it for so long. There are variant differences in the various products on the market today. So you've got a lot of different products on the market today. You talk about CO2 extraction, distillation, cold press citrus oils. Forget just your basic smells, people could get caught up on trying to figure out how do I apply this? Like, how do I use these different products? You've mentioned several different things about sleep, stress, rubbing it on your muscles and your joints, those sort of things. Let's get on into the various products that are on the market today and go through those things for people. If they see something about tinctures and they had no idea what that was or inhalants or pressed citrus oils, take it a step further for people who want to know more about that and what they should be looking for. Well,
1: Jared, you know, the fundamental of, of aromatherapy, the fundamental ways of using essential oils are via inhalation. That's through a diffuser, whether that's an aromatherapy inhaler, that could be a spritzer. Um, there's also topical application that's where your salves and your ointments come into play and also internal. So that's through capsules or including oils into your food. Like my wife, what was it? I mean, of course, guacamole with cilantro and lime is out of this world, but we're now adding, oh, my wife just made this vegan dill dip because she just taught a cooking show and we're recording it and kind of having fun with it. But she added a drop of dill. And it was like, bam, that like just brings the essence of food back into the flavor and also has that nice healing mechanism that dill brings to, you know, that antimicrobial anti-inflammatory aspect of it. So it's the sky's the limit. And you want to, if you want to enjoy flavor again, use oils in your cooking. If you want to treat disease, prevent a disease, if you're like flu season, there's nothing like my flu shot, I call it, right? And that's, I use a little bit of raw honey an immunity blend that every brand out there sells their quote immunity blend and usually includes cinnamon and clove and eucalyptus, rosemary, maybe an orange or a lemon, this like hodgepodge of oils that have this like synergistic effect. We got to talk about synergy in just a minute because that's really important. So, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do, there's a variety of different ways of doing it. So that's where I want to educate people just on knowing that there are certain to-dos and certain not to-dos with how you apply essential oils, but everyone could benefit from an ultrasonic diffuser. That's one of these um, electronic apparatuses that have a vibrating disc on the bottom that vibrates so fast that it breaks up the water and the essential oil molecules to create a mist. It's, you know, you'll know it as a water diffuser or a mister. I mean, everyone can benefit from that. You can get one at Whole Foods, any of your local food store for 15, 20, 30 bucks Add three, four, five drops of essential oil. But what oils do you use? Again, Again, it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Like if you want to chill out your mood, if you want to boost your mood, if you want to, whatever it is, if you want to kill pathogens in the air because it's flu season, that's where knowing what oil, what certain oils do benefits. And so again, we can only cover so much in a podcast like this, but, but that's where having a book, a reference knowing like, oh, okay, I'm trying to fight infection. Well, infection, Oregano oil, thyme, tea tree, these things are great for like combating infection. Well, let's put this in a diffuser because it's flu season. Let's combat like the airborne pathogens, which has actually been proven to do. How cool is that? Like when everyone's sick around you? You have a diffuser, and it's like the molecules in the air are killing the viruses in the air. It's been proven. It can happen. It's like, wow, that's kind of interesting. Like I'm not, again, a victim of my circumstances, that sort of thing. So it's just educating. And to me, because I've been doing this so long, I remember what it was like at first. And it really all started for me. Not only did I research. But I was trying to find a solution to a pimple, for example. I was trying to find a solution to um, whatever it was, like an ache in my muscle. And I was like, okay, let's look up this. Let's look up that. And I, I just went from topic to topic to topic. And next thing you know, you know, several years later, it's like, oh, I know a bunch of stuff and that's kind of how it just happens in folk medicine really
0: let's discuss some of the myths that are out there that i have studied in the past or really reviewed whenever i was trying to really understand more about this as i got into essential oils and how they help and how sometimes they don't help as much if you don't have the right type but there's a big myth out there that if you use pure essential oil on your skin it causes a rash or burn and then it's just a like a detox reaction i know one of the things you said in your book that really surprised me is where to apply your oils. And the first thing that's listed is your genital region. And I was like, holy cow, am I reading this correctly? Because I'd always heard that if you put the wrong types of oils in the wrong types of places, you could provide a rash to your skin or you could make that happen. Genital region, head and neck, trunk or torso, arms or legs, you're pretty much saying that if you get the right type, you can apply it anywhere. But I was really surprised about the genital region that you can do that when most people say really you got to stray away from that or even the inside of the nose because it's so sensitive in those areas why did you list that in the book as one of the main places that you can use the oils well
1: for sure have to put out caution so the the myth that i was trying to bust in the book was that you want to put oils on the bottoms of your feet and i don't know exactly how this came about and i i actually can't find the history like where it started but the bottoms of your feet are literally the, the, the least effective place to put oils on your body if you want the oils, the chemicals to penetrate into your bloodstream. So research has proven this. When you apply essential oils onto your skin, within minutes the chemical components are detected in your blood. Within 25 minutes, the full concentration of the oils that can penetrate into your bloodstream are detected. And then after about an hour and a half or two hours, the chemicals are gone, which means the body's completely metabolized them. So, there's research that has shown that the most permeable parts of your body, as you would suspect, are the most sensitive parts. So, if you want immediate access into your bloodstream, that would be the genitalia. That would be the back of the neck. That would be next the trunk. And then it goes to the arms and the legs and the feet. So it's not that I'm recommending that you apply them on the most sensitive areas, but just to point out the fact that those are the most permeable. And if you really want to use oils as medicine, the least affected place is the bottoms of your feet. I actually recommend applying oils over your abdomen as the primary place if you are trying to, again, treat chronic illness. This is perfect for people that are dealing with um, chronic inflammation, Um, metastatic cancer, blood pressure issues, um, blood sugar issues, and other things that are dealing with the entire body because the vascular system is so rich over the abdomen. And it's also quite permeable. It ranks number three in the most permeable places. But for those people that do have things like jock itch and vaginal yeast infections and things, essential oils are very safe if they're diluted heavily. And that's the key. You just don't want to put straight oils on the body. But Jared, you made a good point about the whole detox myth. And like folks, here's the here's the bottom line. Nothing that's good for you should hurt you. This whole work through the pain, no pain, no gain is not good for essential oils and natural therapies. And there's this myth out there that got rampant. Again, I don't know exactly where it started, but it says if you're applying essential oils straight on your skin and if your skin bursts out and rashes and, and, and itching and sores, that's because your body's detoxing. Like what medical book are you smoking? Because that's not in my research and that's not in my understanding of physiology. That's called contact dermatitis. That's called an allergic reaction. That's called sensitization. So we always need to remember if there's any adverse reaction to anything, don't like push through it. I know straight up well-intentioned people that are trying to do their body good that are hurting themselves, pouring oils on their skin and they're, they're itching and they're getting rashes and they're like, oh, I'm just detoxing. No, that's insanity. So we, that's why we always want to dilute because our bodies are just not designed by God to be in concentration or to be in contact with the, these full concentrated plant chemicals. Like just remember folks, oils are natural but you're not going to walk into a lavender field and stumble upon a pool of lavender oil. It takes 35 pounds of lavender flowers, 35 pounds of flower, flowers, blossoms to get one itty bitty bottle of lavender. Super potent, super concentrated. Right. So that brings me to the next
0: point, being able to ingest things. Many times there are things created out there, good or bad, that you can ingest. You can put it uh, sublingually under your tongue and it can get in your bloodstream faster. I mean, heck, you can even snort some things. Uh, That's a whole different conversation that you can snort things that will get in your bloodstream faster. So ingestion or uh, inhalation, there's a myth out there that says you can ingest any essential oil without a problem. You would say that that
1: is not Correct. There's no food grade, therapeutic grade, medicinal grade essential oil. The oil is either pure or it's not. And every oil has a therapeutic benefit, whether it's a good benefit or a bad benefit. So here's a concept purity doesn't guarantee efficacy, purity doesn't guarantee safety. If anything, the more pure something is, and there's only pure, pure, I mean, it's pure or it's not, it's either pure or contaminated. If you're using a pure essential oil, it's the most potentially dangerous because it's the most potent. It has the most rich, just again, it's just filled with pure essential oils, pure volatile organic compounds. That's what oils are. So they are extremely safe to ingest in the right dosage. Now, the myth out there is that some essential oils, I guess it all depends on what, I mean, there's a variety of myths, but the the most confusion that I see out there is that people shouldn't ingest essential oils because of this, the potential risks associated with them. And, and likewise, you can't hurt yourself. Like You just don't want to put a drop of oregano in your mouth. It's caustic. It'll burn. It really will. I've done that. You don't want to put a drop of oregano in water and drink it because water and oils don't mix. So what I, I'm trying to explain to people in my book and in my research is like, look, Out of all the essential oils that are manufactured in the world, and there's a lot of them, you have the cleaning industry, you have the food and flavor industry, you have the aromatherapy industry, you have all these different industries, right? The fragrance industry, all these different industries use essential oils. The food and flavor industry actually consumes half of all the oils manufactured on the planet. Like what do you think flavors your Coca-Cola? What do you think flavors your ice cream, peppermint patties, your favorite gum, you name it, everything. Anything that has a natural or artificial flavoring is based off of a synthetic or true essential oil. So we are ingesting essential oils regularly. It's just a matter of dosage. Now, wintergreen is a perfect example. Wintergreen has been shown to be toxic if you ingest it at certain dosages. And that dosage, we're not talking like a bottle. Like we're talking, you know, several drops can cause a toxic reaction to the body. But what do you think, again, flavors your root beer? It's wintergreen, but it's a microdose. So I'm trying to explain that to people and give people dose. And just remember, like this is when we get into, quote, aromatic medicine for people that are treating disease. This is a huge difference in adding a drop of grapefruit into what I like to call my Dr Z soda. I love a little bit of stevia, liquid stevia, drop a drop of grapefruit with my my sparkling water. like that's my seven up. I haven't drank soda pop in like fifteen years. That's how I enjoy a little bit of soda. But one drop in a thirty two ounce glass of water with some liquid stevia is a huge difference than ingesting five, six drops of wintergreen in a capsule. So I'm just trying to get people just 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 a common sense mindset that. You're not going to go to the Rite Aid, CVS, whatever it is, to get an over-the-counter painkiller and just take a handful of pills without looking at the instructions first. Typically speaking, most people read and say, oh, okay, two to three per dose, whatever. I want to have that sort of caution before people just start ingesting essential oils. Because they can be used very properly. Typically, you want to ingest two to three drops at a time in total, and you want to space them out like four or five hours between dosages. And this is for people, again, that are treating disease. You don't usually do that for prevention. So that's, that's really the mindset when it comes to internal use. And there's a lot of fear out there about it. Um, but there shouldn't be, you know, if you do it wisely. The other fear that I'm hearing from people is that people are like, oils aren't safe around kids and pets. So the one question I get a lot is, can I use oils around my pets? Can I use oils around my kids? And usually people lump kids and pets together. Um, So yeah, oils are safe. And they're very, actually, there are very few oils that aren't safe for children that would be safe for adults. It really boils down to dosage. And that's why in in my book, I have a dilution chart. And just to give it to you, it's, it's, it's less than 1% dilution. So I know when I speak math, people freeze up. Actually, (laughs) I did one interview and someone said, hold on a second (laughs) here. My mind just went back to eighth grade geometry. I'm just, I'm frozen here. If, if you take a tablespoon of a carrier oil, a carrier oil could be any, any fatty vegetable oil, like olive oil, grapeseed oil, it could be coconut oil, jojoba, whatever. If you take a carrier oil and get a tablespoon, there's about 300 drops in that tablespoon, right? 1% of 300 is three. So if you want a 1% dilution, which is typically safe, most aromatherapists would agree for topical application for kids. That's three drops of essential oil per tablespoon of a carrier. And that's several applications for a kid, especially a baby. If you're using babies, that would be a half percent. So you only need one drop of essential oil per tablespoon. And that is regarded as safe across the board. There are very few oils that I wouldn't even recommend on kids. Like it's a short list. It's a very short list. And for me and my family, we have four children. We've used oils on them since birth. It's just super, super diluted. And we have found them helping a variety of things like teething, colic, digestive issues, you name it. But again, we're not overdoing it. And we never, ever apply oil straight on our kids. Same thing with pets. Same thing with pets because they're so sensitive, and kids' skin are like sponges. That's really why you don't need a lot. And plus, their body can't that their body can't truly metabolize all the chemicals that are in it. Which is why I don't want to get on the vaccine bandwagon too much. But it's why vaccines are so dangerous in the schedule that they recommend them to is because it's way too much for such a little human. To by to be able to metabolize, so that's why you need to space out the vaccines if you use them, or not doing it at all. But that's a whole other topic. You mentioned a
0: second ago carrier oils a couple of times. I know you talk about that in the book. Can you break down the difference
1: between essential oils and carrier oils? Yeah, carrier oils have fat in them. I mean, carrier oils are fatty oils, are vegetable oils. They're um, the grape seed oils, the avocado oils, olive oil, coconut oil, jojoba, sweet almond, like those things that are are known that you can either cook with or use for your lotions and your body care items. Essential oils actually don't even have oil in them. It's a misnomer. They're they're lipid soluble, they're fat loving, water hating volatile organic compounds. So they it's kind of funny. It's not funny. It's misleading. They're not essential and they're not oily. And that's where, where do we come up with the name? Well, it's, it's more of a a fun little history tidbit about why we thought they were the essence and the essential aspects of nature, but essential nutrients are vitamins and minerals, not essential oils. So essential oils aren't essential and they're not oil. And so it it confuses people because you want oil, just go to your kitchen, olive oil. That's, it leaves an oily residue. True essential oils won't leave an oily residue on your skin, They'll like, immediately absorb into your skin. And then they're so volatile, meaning they evaporate, they'll evaporate off your skin immediately. And so that's why you want to use a carrier oil as well is because carrier oils are fatty. They create a barrier. They'll actually help open up the pores so that more of the true chemicals in the essential oil, the plant-based chemicals will penetrate into your skin. And because they're fatty, they'll prevent quick evaporation. And that's where a lot of people waste their money. They keep their bottles open. They just apply them willy nilly. But the reality is if you open up a bottle of essential oil on one side of the room, walk a hundred feet, the other side of the room, just give it a couple seconds and you'll start smelling it. Why? Because those vapors are being emitted, literally chemicals that are being emitted and they're floating into the air and then they touch your nose. And that's what smell is. It's physical compounds that are emitted into the air. You just can't see them because they're microscopic. So i hope that explains the difference between curry oil and essential oil but they're definitely necessary because you never want to apply them neat or undiluted
0: if there are any other food-based brain-based health-based cognitive or otherwise things that you're using right now in your practice to help people thrive what are just some basic tips or keys that you're using right now whether it's a morning routine or evening routine that go along with maybe some of what we've been talking about, but could be a little different than the essential oils?
1: You know, Jared, one thing my wife and I have been focusing a lot is is this concept of giving our home a toxic, free, healthy makeover. And we're actually creating this. We actually filmed a video on it, and it's just top of mind. I'm glad you asked that because I want to enlighten people. And I say enlighten because most of us don't realize it until we're told. And I've learned, and I've been told this, and I've been educated on this, that the amount of chemicals that we're being exposed to are extreme. And I'm telling you, it is robbing your performance of whatever it is, sexual performance, mental performance, job performance, athletic performance, the chemicals that we're putting on our skin, the chemicals that we're putting into the air, the chemicals that we're eating, so what I want to encourage people to do is, is start to think and start to see and start to look at their labels more and start to read on the back of their cliff bar. Can you understand, you know what these ingredients are? Maybe there's a gel that you like to take on your fifth mile of your Ironman or whatever it is that you do, right? Cause I know there's so much stuff out there, Red Bull and all this stuff. What I want to do is enlighten people. The fact that we have a choice and we can either burden our body. Burden our metabolism, burden our mind, burden our immune system with chemicals, or we could replace that. And it's it's the sky's the limit. And so it's one step at a time. One step at a time. And so one culprit that I have found to be extremely troublesome because it's so addictive is sugar. And that's hard. You know, and as a Christian, I speak at churches and other areas. I'm telling you. sugar is Christian crack. That's what I call it. Because like, like one of my pastor friends (laughs) said to me, Hey, Christians don't drink. They don't smoke. What do we do? We got to eat. And you go to these Christian functions and typically speaking, coffee, donuts, junk, junk food. And a lot of just, I'm telling you, a lot of pastors don't like to preach about this stuff. And I'm like, pastor, you can't preach when you're dead. And a lot of your colleagues are dying at 50, 60 plus years old because of heart attacks and obesity and diabetes and blah, blah, blah. So I I want to put public enemy number one. The number one toxin that people are putting into their bodies is sugar. And I'm not talking like ketogenic. We got to starve our body of carbs. I'm saying fruits and vegetables are good for you. I'm saying honey, it's good. Maple syrup, yeah, a little bit once in a while ain't going to kill you. I'm talking white processed sugar, maltodextrin, glucose, fructose, corn syrup, the junk that's in all of your condiments. Start to peel that away. Start to look at the foods that you're eating. And I'm telling you something, you're going to feel better. You're going to get more energy. You're going to sleep better. Everything. And and I, I, I focus on all areas of life, again, whether it's sexual performance whether it's mental performance, whether it's your athleticism or your job, doing this, just one little thing of starting to see sugar as public enemy number one, you'll start to lose weight. And they're like, oh, you feel better and get more self-esteem. And then your mind starts shifting. So it's a hard one. It's a lofty goal, but I'm telling you, I've been able to do it. And this was the first thing that I was inspired to do when I first started this lifestyle 15 years ago. And I've gotten really, really good at it, but it's taken me quite a while. So learn the aliases of sugar. I just mentioned them, fructose, glucose, maltodextrin, corn syrup, all this stuff. Like Learn the aliases. Start to avidly read your labels of everything and try your best to avoid this stuff and enjoy the natural sugars that really God gives us in nature. Just today, I'm not
0: kidding. I posted an article for everyone to read on my social media that basically was titled, No Sugar, No Cancer, Look at the Evidence. And it is hard. I mean, the whole article was like explaining why it's hard to starve cancer of sugar just by changing your diet. We've got this kind of fail-safe system that never lets your body, or never let your blood glucose level drift below a certain number. So just by eating less sugar, it's gonna use its remaining resources to produce glucose on its own. And we've conditioned ourselves that way. And so the more of it that we ingest and inhale and intake and all of those sort of things... The more, the harder it is to get
1: away from it. But yeah, you can tell people that, and they still won't or don't want to give it up. It's tough. I, I'm actually looking in my computer right now because this is a part of my book that I'm writing next year. Our next book is going to be more of a diet lifestyle transformation book. The title is a 2007 study. So this is 11 years old. This ain't new, y'all. Intense sweetness surpasses cocaine reward. This is the this is the title. It's PLOS. The, the, the journal PLOS one peer reviewed PubMed indexed journal telling y'all the reason why is it's addictive. And I'm going to challenge y'all to this. This is the challenge. Do you eat to live or do you live to eat? Same thing with oil junkies. Do you use oils to live or do you, or do you live to use oils, right? Some people just abuse essential oils. just like they abuse food. And I want to put things in balance. Like the last thing, Jared, I want people to do is to have to use an essential oil the rest of their life because they're dealing with some like chronic condition. I want to get them healed. And that's where it comes down to it. Whether it's food, whether it's essential oils or anything, I want people to find the root cause of their life or their, of their issues so that they can live free. So if they want to, they can use essential oils, but if they don't, they don't have to one day or two days or a week or a month. You know what I mean? So there's a level of freedom where you feel good and you have good sleep and you wake up with, you know, decent amount of energy and you could go through the day without having to have that fifth cup of coffee. And it's like, wow, you know, you get to enjoy your grandkids and your kids. And, and I'm telling you something, I've seen it. And when we look at the blue zones, have you ever interviewed anyone about the blue zones? You know, about those areas? I haven't interviewed anybody
0: about them, but I definitely know about them.
1: Please guy and gals go on, um YouTube type up blue zones ted talk and you'll hear Dan Buettner talk about how he traveled the world and he found the five areas of the world with the with the longest life expectancy of centenarians people that live well into their hundreds and he calls them the blue zones
0: I've heard it yeah that's, that's it's unbelievable
1: check it out and then just know and I'm saying that to say there's hope you know and this is this is my final message to people really at the core of the end of the day and and this is to debunk the myth that when you get old you're going to get sick. That doesn't have to be the case. It doesn't have to be the case. Your body can be vibrant and strong and energetic and mentally focused. You don't have to lose your capacities, y'all. When you get older, it could be a good life. And we see that in areas around the world and it can be you. And that's what I'm believing for. On
0: your book here, it says you want to help people master these unique recipes. So Again, the book is The Healing Power of Essential Oils, Soothe Inflammation, Boost Mood, Prevent Autoimmunity, and Feel Great in Every Way. Why don't we walk through in the last minutes here of the show, I'm going to call out just a few things that we've mentioned already, and you might have already mentioned these oils, but just so people have a summary takeaway here. If someone is dealing with sleep, what are the best
1: oils for sleep? Traditionally, lavender is one that a lot of people have found a lot of great success with, but also you have Roman chamomile vetiver, which is a root from Haiti, can be very helpful. And any of the wood oils, there's agarwood, Hoho wood, Buddha wood, anything that has this deep rooted tree that can help just bring a lot of calm and a lot of balance. An hour, 30 minutes before bed. Yeah. What I like to do is a couple different approaches, especially for someone that really is battling sleep issues. You know, give yourself a, a foot massage or have have your lover give yourself a foot massage. Like my wife is a glutton for foot massages. Like this, it's like there's never a no to her. It's like yes win more, right? So snuggle up against your your loved one, watch a movie, rub each other's feet with a little bit of massage oil with some oils in it, um, neck massage. But yeah, what I like to do is I like to put on the diffuser five or 10 minutes before I go to bed, have the room be completely permeated with it and just sleep. You can also create, we have Mr. Recipes on my website or on my book that can show you you know, how to do like a pillow, Mr. Spray, same stuff, but the lavenders, the chamomiles, the vetivers, um, really good good, just, just calming essential oil blends.
0: How about for stress and anxiety, maybe at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, I, I would go, you know, this is where Ylang Ylang and orange oil, are worth their weight in gold. Both of them are extremely effective in so many different areas to calm that anxiety and stress. And one thing too with anxiety specifically is bergamot. We're going to go back to the citrus oils time and time again for mood and anxiety, but bergamot has been shown to really help people um, even wean off of benzodiazepines and other drugs that are um, that the people battle with with anxiety.
0: How about four, you mentioned flu and cold season earlier for someone who's got just completely sinus issues or even allergies in not even in the cold season, but just allergies that they're dealing with. What do you recommend for that?
1: You know, this is where we, and now I can mention it, synergy. You know, we got to remember y'all, one is good and sometimes 10 isn't better, right? But when you combine ones that work together, it has a synergistic effect. So some people think like, well, one drop is good. Let me add 10 drops. No, it's not what we want. We'd rather blend it together. That's typically me. Yeah, me too. And I've hurt myself. So, you know, the best thing is like the Avengers or Transformers, whatever it is that you like. When, when the superheroes combine, they have like a super superhero, right? And so we find that there's a synergistic blend and, and the immunity blend that most companies sell is a variation of these oils. Clove, cinnamon, eucalyptus, rosemary, and some citrus, typically orange or lemon. And all of them all of them help in one way or another, but they work synergistically. And clove is fantastic. One of the richest, most potent antioxidants in the world, actually. Clover, most people don't recognize it for that. Same thing with eucalyptus, which helps the respiratory system, all these other things. They all work together in synergy. But I would create an immunity blend or go get an immunity blend from your favorite brand, because I guarantee you, any good brand will sell their own version of that.
0: How about for on the skin, for muscles and joints? You mentioned that earlier as far as just trying to get the pain out of those for some of our high-performing athletes.
1: Yeah, that's where when it comes to soothing inflammation and specifically pain, um, this blend works wonders. This blend, it's frankincense, marjoram, and copaiba. Those are great That is what a lot of folks call this morphine bomb or whatever it is you want to call it on Pinterest. But these oils work very nice and synergistically together. Also, just rubbing a menthol-based oil over your skin that's diluted like a peppermint. Wintergreen is very effective as well. Um, There there are really a number of different ways. There are really a number of different things that you could do. Even CBD oil. We didn't even talk about that because that's not it. Like cannabis essential oil is completely different than CBD. But CBD oil also topically can help with pain too.
0: It was on my list, and I know we just ran out of time because there's not as much time in a podcast as you'd like. I'd probably keep you here for five hours. But yeah, CBD oil and things like that, especially at night and winding down. That's that it was on my list of things to ask you about. And we just ran out of time. So last thing I would ask is just waking up in the morning. Do you have you personally, do you have a wake up? You know, so many people are just trying to pound caffeine, energy drinks, all of that out there. What are some good essential oils that they could start really diving into to help them stay away from stimulants?
1: You know, we have our get-up-and-go blend in our inhaler that we talk about in the book. Um, this is where the mints and the citrus can kind of combine together to boost the mood and give you a little boost. But you could add spearmint to some, you know, orange or peppermint with some orange. That actually helps. That, it's a very lively blend. One thing my wife likes to do, and something too, y'all, remember... Prepare yourself for success and plan ahead of time so failure isn't an option. And a great strategy is to put three, four, five drops or get whatever, get your diffuser ready with water in it. So the first thing you could do is just push the button and you're done. You know, the last thing someone wants to do when they're groggy is to find oils and mix around with stuff at night, especially if you got teething babies. You know, set yourself up for success. So that's one thing my wife will do is before she goes to bed, she'll set the diffusers ready. So all we have to do is press the on button. So boom, we got it ready. So yeah, I like the spearmints, the peppermints, the oranges. That's a really nice little blend. Um, if you can get your hands on something called Mei Chang or Litsia, I know that more companies are selling this now. That's great. Litsia with rosemary and peppermint. That's another like Boom. It wake you up um just anything again to to perk up the senses and that's typically where the mints the peppermints and the spearmints come from winter greens too
0: where can we find out more about you steer more people your way and uh find out more about the new book
1: that's coming out Jared, thanks so much, man, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, inspired and educated some people. And y'all can, your tribe can follow me at drericz.com, drericz.com. And my book, Healing Power of Essential Oils, is really anywhere available. Books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all the places. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much.
0: Guys, hopefully we made a believer out of you today about how essential oils can truly heal, reduce inflammation, cut down stress and fatigue, help you sleep better at night, and a whole ton of other things we didn't even get a chance to get into. But his book does, and I want you guys to go grab a copy at drericz.com. If you guys would like to connect directly with me, please shoot my team an email to info at success101podcast.com, and I'll catch you guys on the next awesome episode. Until then... (us) so